0: Solid. All right, two skinny ties back once again for another episode. Uh,
1: This one is pretty timely, too. I, I, am excited about this one. This one literally came together in the last probably 30 minutes. Yep, exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This, this very well may be our, our best one yet.
0: Well, uh, so those are big shoes for our guests to live up by. Um, Uh, not, not really because
1: our podcasts are getting about 10 listens a week. So, (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully this is the one that just like makes everything just go berserk, man. So. We're putting a little pressure on it. Who is this guy? This is Cody. I, I've never asked you this question, actually. How do you
0: pronounce your last name? Tosi. Tosi. See, that's what I said. Tosi? Yeah. yeah. Toasty. He is Cody Toasty. Toasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cody he has Toasty. been our pilot for Channel 5 through a company that we leased this helicopter from called Heli Inc. For What? You're going on two years now? Two years. Two years now. He has been flying us around up here uh, throughout Cleveland. You are originally from... Uh, Arizona. Arizona. I was going to say, I know Jordan's from Arizona. Our other pilot. You're originally from Arizona.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging the Punisher hat. <laughs> digging the Punisher hat. Any any pilot wears <laughs> a Punisher hat. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. All right. So the reason we're talking to Cody this morning is so earlier this morning on Good Morning Cleveland. I was tossing up to John. I never know what I'm gonna say. He never knows what I'm gonna say. <laughs> it, it just comes out, and then we work with it. So I said something along the lines of, "Yeah, John's watching the watching the traffic from like what are you a thousand feet up into the air?" And then so John leans over. He goes, "I, I don't know. Hey, hey, Cody, how high are we flying?" <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. And nobody knew that. Like, who's Cody? Who what? <laughs> John, John doesn't fly the, the the helicopter. What what do you mean? He's just sitting up there letting somebody else fly him around. Yeah.
0: texting and driving is illegal, but flying a helicopter, reporting on camera, operating the camera, yeah, doing that's, it all—that's all,
1: fine. Was perfectly acceptable. Like people were like, "Oh no, John just does it all." So we were like, "Let's introduce everybody to Cody." Let, let's let's let everybody know that there's and there's and he's not the only one. There's there's a couple different two guys, yeah. Use. Okay,
0: we got a morning guy and an afternoon guy, and you're actually flip flop today. So you're usually in the afternoon. Now you're here in the morning. Right, uh, it's tough to get up in the morning. This morning,
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I like to try and get up early every morning, so it's not hard because this this happens. Um, we got a guy covering in Pittsburgh right now, and that's why we have to cover down these shifts. And I'm covering the mornings. Um, so this happens, you know, we got to be ready for it. I was
0: going to say, you mentioned that too. You guys cover shifts because you guys go to Pittsburgh. Sometimes you guys go to Milwaukee, I know, I was gonna Detroit, say, Chicago,
2: uh, you name it. We'll go because we have four pilots here for two aircraft. So someone can actually leave uh, other bases. They might have one pilot all day, every day. And so we can help them out when they need vacation time, when they have medical emergency, anything like that. We'll step up and go help out the other bases.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Last time we met. <laughs> this is our second first time. time. The she first time, time? <laughs> first time we met, you were also working a morning shift. You you had flip flopped, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on because I'm still recovering. Um, <laughs> something about like a 360, and the and I'm just kidding. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. But I want to talk a little about your background. Okay. So you've been with the station, or with, with with your company, has been with the station for for two years now.
2: How long have you been flying? I've been flying for a decade. Next year.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: And you have so, a military background too, right?
2: I do. I didn't fly in the military though. I was in the army for uh, seven years total. I did four years of the 82nd as a airborne infantryman at a Clark's where's that is it in Clarksville. That's in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Fort Bragg, okay. Um, and then I did another three years with the reserve unit in Arizona. Uh, when I fully got out of the army, I found out that the GI bill was paying for flight school and I jumped on it. I was like, okay, done deal doing this. Um, made my way through flight school did the, what most pilots do is they start out as a flight instructor. You actually, it's one of the only industries where you go, you learn how to do it and then you turn around and teach people, <laughs> to teach how, to
0: people how to do it. Nice. I guess no, that's good though. Cause it would kind of like reinforce those. Well, it's those fresh like in basics. your mind. Yeah. It
2: does. And, and <laughs> yeah. I still teach I, cause I love doing it. And I always tell my students, no matter who they are, if you want to, you know, get the license, just go through the training. If you want to be a really good professional pilot, teach, because you learn more teaching than you ever will just being taught. Um, so I did that for a number of years, turned around, and uh, got a lucky break in Kansas City where they uh, had a situation kind of like what you just described, where the, <laughs> the talent, the photographer, and the pilot were one guy.
0: Oh, man. Which sounds incredibly <laughs> dangerous. I can't.
2: That's just... And so what they did to get around that was the, they would have a safety pilot come on board, and the safety pilot could have very low hours um all he was going to do was the the guy was going to get there and he was going to hold it a hover and that so that's what i did I, I got into that job and that's what got me into the what's called eng work electronic news gathering built my hours there cut my teeth and then got hired on with heli inc heli the big company for the nation i mean you talk about eng in this country and you're talking about heli operations and uh, that was the job opening here that i jumped on
1: so. so you said you said somebody with low hours would just bring it up there and like let it hover, like kind of keep it at that hover. I mean, that's not the easiest thing in the
2: world though, right? It's actually like when people ask me, what's the hardest thing about flying a helicopter? The answer is keeping that thing in a stabilized hover. Uh, That's what I was (laughs) going to say. I mean, it leads me back to the first time we met. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the best flyer in the world and you can feel every little, I mean, when we were going on a line, it's it's one thing, but when you're hovering in in winds, you've got crosswinds, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: How do you get used to it? I mean, it it takes time. In fact, it's one of those weird things where as you're learning how to do it, one day it just clicks and it's about seven to ten hours for just about everybody. The lowest I've ever seen anyone come in with absolutely no flying experience and actually learn how to hover and be able to hold it is four hours. Wow. Everybody else, including myself, I was, I did not get in there like, Oh, I was the master of this. No, I struggled. <laughs> I was all over the place. You know, if you guys saw a video of my first few flights, you wouldn't, I mean, let's move on. Uh- <laughs> oh man.
1: Um, we have video of my first flight <laughs> yeah. and you can literally see my face. Like it's green, it's colorful. It and then all of a sudden just gone. Yeah. Like just the, Whoa, man. Um, I was anyway, out of
0: town for this. I'm so disappointed I missed that,
1: too. We right? had to make it. We'll, we'll tell you the story. We'll tell you the story. I don't want to I just keep, keep talking about the story and then not talking about it. So anyway, there there was a tornado the night before. So we were going to go do some tornado damage um, uh, surveying. We were just going to get some video of it. And we, we, we took off. I'm not a good flyer. I usually take, you know, Jammamine or something, you know, before I fly anything. Um, it was It was a last-minute thing. Hey, Trent, you're going to go do this. Cool. When do I go? Now. Okay. I don't have any Dramamine. I mean, I'll be fine. We'll make it work. We'll make this work out just fine. So, we get to the airport and I'm just not it's not that I'm scared of flying. I just know that my like that I, I get sick. I get sick like every single airplane I get on as soon as I get on and sit down I check the little seat back for the little <laughs> bags um, got on the helicopter there is no seat back in the front no. seat and I was like man oh man oh man there's a lot of electronics up here uh, oh, I'll be fine I'll be fine I can do this like I'm an adult. Like I'm a 32 year old man, <laughs> I can do this. You're giving yourself a pep talk, <laughs> right? You got this. You got um, this. Come on. Uh, I got my phone out. I'm like, maybe if I'm like live on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, and like Get my mind off of it. Yeah, I'll keep my mind off it. So we're doing that. We're up in the air now. We're we're flying over this. Uh, we're flying over this, uh, this tractor trailer head like toppled over. So we're we're flying over that for like 30 minutes. It feels like. <laughs> I'm Not paying much attention to it. I'm okay. All right, we got a video of that, and now we're going to go down to Akron or, or near Akron. I think it was Massillon or Barberton. Right, we're, we're heading that direction. I think it was over Top Golf. We're flying right over Top Golf, and uh, I remember John, you took a picture yeah. of Top Golf, and it went viral. Like it's.
0: Yeah. Those are my best photos from
1: the air. Yeah. That and like every time I, if I want some social engagement, I take a picture of the Top Golf that's being built in I think Independence, it's up and it just to like six trillion views now, yeah. like something like that. Just I don't with know a T, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're going over Top Golf, and I said, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna steal some of his thunder. I'm gonna take a picture of this. <laughs> so I'm leaning like over the side, kind of crouched over because the windows are vertical; they're up and down. They're not like out. You can't like look down, you know, onto something. Um, you can with the camera, but like. So I'm leaning, trying to get a good shot of it, and it, like all of a sudden, it just hits me. And whenever I lean my head up to look forward out of the helicopter, I, it just it just gets I get cold, but I'm <laughs> sweating, blurred vision. I'm like, man, there needs to be some airflow. And and it was like 30 degrees outside, 30 or 40, especially like up there. Um, you open the vents, which you had to have been freezing. He's cold blooded though. He's yeah, always I love the cold. I'm the one that's always like, Can you turn the heat on? My toes are numb. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Um it was freezing in there. Uh and I had the vents wide open and I was like, It's gonna happen. We're flying over the interstate now and this is gonna be bad. This is this is gonna be really bad. So I, I, I don't even know what I said. I looked at you and I was like, I'm not gonna make it to Akron. I'm not I'm not gonna make it.
2: And he. What did you say? Something like there, you've never had anybody throw up in your helicopter before? No one has ever thrown up in my helicopter from me flying. That's that's the, the caveat there. When I'm flying, I fly the thing smooth enough, no one's ever actually puked in the helicopter. I've had people, when I'm teaching them, they take the controls and they've gotten themselves sick. Oh. But no one's ever gotten a sick whammy. from me I right? <laughs> did right. it to myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. All right,
1: So so we're going. We're going down 77 at this time. And you're like, I've never had anybody do this before. Oh, man. Well, here's, this is going to be your first time. <laughs> you, first time you, for everything. You showed me where the window was, and the window opens up about two inches. <laughs> and to get to it, you have to lean, like, all the way forward. So imagine, like, sitting in a helicopter in, like, a, like a three-point a harness. three-point <laughs> harness, with your headset's on and everything, and I'm leaning forward, like, leaning as far as I can, trying to, <laughs> like funnel with my hand, because I know when it happens, this is going to be terrible and relatively explosive funnel with my hand out a little two inch wide window. I was, I was going to do it. Uh, I looked down and we're not over the interstate anymore. We're over like the, like the woods. We were over like some forest or whatever. So I was like, all right, so, so Cody's got this. He knows what's about to happen. (laughs) Um, and and then it just hit me again, you know, the cool air from the window hit me in the face and, and then I was good. And then I was fine. We took a little pit stop at Akron. Mm-hmm. Walked we got around some a little bit. Six bag. sacks. Got yeah. some, some bags. They were like ice bags. They it weren't was, even it like... what they had. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make do. The ladies in the office were like, oh, you're not a good flyer? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm not. Let's make fun of me. <laughs> anyway, we got the footage. It was terrible because I don't even know what I was talking about because I was trying not to vomit on live TV or recorded TV. Um, long story short, I didn't. I kept Whoa. it all in. We were good. Um, I did pass out on the flight home. Though. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just going to go to sleep. Wake me up when we get there. I was so disappointed that I missed that,
0: too, because I was out of town. So one of our photographers, Mike Harris, had to go with you. Um, so when I got back, I saw you, and I was like, hey, heard you did some flying with Trent? How'd that go? And he just goes,
1: uh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> As soon as we got down, yes. Cody goes, no, man, we'll, we'll take you up again sometime." And I was like, "No, we won't. Not all year. It'll be better next time." We're like, no, "Okay, I'll see you around. We'll do a podcast sometime." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a, that was an experience. Um, but we made it. We made it. And t- speaking of that, hmm. people make themselves sick. Sick pilots. If you're flying it
2: and you make yourself, what do you do? You you throw up and you keep flying it. Like, you <laughs> oh, got to handle right. it. You know, if I if I like I, I don't have the luxury of, you know, OK, well, I can I can take myself away and give you the controls or something. Jesus, or pull over take the, the side. wheel. Right. <laughs> you know, I've got to do one or two things. either I've got to just throw up and handle it and keep flying the aircraft or I've got to put it down somewhere and land it, which that may not be an option. Oh, man. Oh, Who
0: man. was oh, it man. was telling me that I think it might have been Greg. He was saying that, like, if you have to get sick, you get sick in your flight suit if you're wearing it or you're. So you that was telling me this? It was
2: probably me. There's a funny story that I have with that. Um, It wasn't me, but a friend of mine was flying uh, fire contracts out in California or something. And he was telling one of the passengers, uh, if you have to throw up, it's easier to clean you off than it is the aircraft. So please puke into your flight suit, and that way we can just clean you off later. It's not a big deal. And one of the guys, they're flying along. One of the guys says, um, Flight, uh, I, uh, "Fire contract." So that's putting out fires out west with the helicopters. Yeah. Okay. Either moving the people, or, either moving the firefighters around or dropping water on the fire directly. There's a few different jobs. Okay. Uh, so he's he's flying along. The guy says, "You know, hey, I'm I'm feeling sick." And he says, "Oh, I've got a spot that I can actually land." Like normally this doesn't happen. So he he banks it over, puts it down in the grass. The guy gets out, runs away from the helicopter, <laughs> opens his flight suit, and pukes into it.
1: Why? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're, you're about on the ground. like if you're about to get sick and you're the, not thinking clearly, I the guess, way but. you explain it is he banks it down to go land relatively quickly. Like sure, oh, yeah, it's coming up. It, now there's, now there's no question about it. Now, yep. now it's going to happen. Oh man. In his in his flight suit, so they told me that when I was a uh, I sky I, I jumped out of a plane, well, mm-hmm. I skydived with uh, the Army Golden Knights. Okay, um, and so it's tandem. You're with you know somebody who's got four, five, eight thousand jumps. You know people they do easily. It. Yeah, um, so that was the big thing. Like if if you're going to get sick. Please in the flight suit because mm-hmm. if if well, you're falling out of the sky right. you're gonna <laughs> cover the dude behind you like tandem guys a little bit higher than you so you're just gonna cover his helmet yeah um and at the end when you get to the bottom they'd they'd much rather buy you a new outfit than you know have to clean it off their face uh, so that makes sense I guess that's a, like a, that's a it's a the thing to do is in the flight suit if you're not on the ground
0: circling back to your military experience too mm-hmm. wasn't one of the things you did was jump. Yeah. Of planes. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I, I was a, a paratrooper, so I jumped out of airplanes. How uh, many jumps do you have? I have about twenty-five. Hundred? Nice. No, just twenty five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh man.
1: Still that's a lot. So twenty five. What in is that it like what heights?
2: So in the military when you're jumping, um, the idea is not to enjoy the free fall or anything like that. When we're doing we're doing a mass jump, there's hundred and sixty guys. Oh, yeah. You know, plus vehicles, plus equipment, all that stuff getting dropped out of the airplane. Um, and so what they do is they'll come down to like 1,200 to 700 feet, somewhere in that ballpark, real low. And uh, they'll boot you out there. Boot you out. <laughs> we popped Get out. Shoot at 5,000, I think. <laughs> yeah. 5,000 feet. So you're like. Yeah. Now, ours is connected to the aircraft. So the minute you're out of the aircraft, it pulls the chute. There is no like it waiting for it to open. It does have to fill with air. It does, but it, it's, it's already being yanked open. And gotcha. so the, the filling is going to be within four seconds. Okay. Um, four seconds. That's How crazy. long does it take to fall from 1,000 that's, that's a great question. So I <laughs> asked this question at one point. <laughs> 1,001. 1,002. Yeah. And they said from, I think it was from 1,200 feet or se- from 700 feet, I think it's nine seconds before you hit the ground. If your chute does not open, okay, you have to wait four seconds for it to open. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to jump out and then count to four. And then if it doesn't open, pull your reserve. And I asked my, my drill sergeant or my, my black cat, uh, how long does it take the reserve to open? And he says, you have the rest of your airborne life to find out. <laughs> That's a question oh, I don't want to
1: answer. Uh, it, what what is it about like the instructors for for skydiving where they it's like that, that kind of sick sense of humor? Yeah, right. They have to just it,
0: be a little bit crazy. They have to. They
1: the have guy to. the the training for the, the the tandem jump I did with the the Golden Knights they said, "Don't worry about getting back down. Once you take off, you're coming back down one way or the other." That's what these guys like, always tell me too. Like, get
0: me to the ground. He's like, "We'll get there. <laughs> don't worry about that. That's not the problem."
1: oh uh, man. So that's crazy. So what, the, so you've got 25 jumps. Are these like active or are these training jumps or
2: uh, they'd all be training jumps. Um, the let like I joined in 2005, I think the last combat drop was the Rangers just before 2005. So I missed out on any combat drops or anything like that. Um, but they were all training jumps. They were most of the time at night. I think probably 20 of them had gotta be at night. Oh, sounds awesome. Right. It was incredible. Um, you're doing this with about 200 pounds of gear on you. That doesn't sound awesome. Man. That doesn't no, sound awesome. No, it does not. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, most of my buddies, uh, they've got injuries from those jumps. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like how severe? Like <laughs> sprained ankles or like broken femurs? I I had one Ooh. buddy, I remember, uh, in uh, airborne school. So we're actually going through the training, and, and I was in a, I was bunked with a uh, cook. Real nice guy. Big, big, huge buff guy, but real nice. One of those gentle giant kind of guys. And he, me and him were both so excited about jumping. And, and we get done with our first jumps, and... Uh, we've been separated because our last names didn't line up so you know we just went with the the chalks that we were supposed to go in and i get back to the room and i'm all excited and i'm come I'm running in there all pumped and everything and he's sitting there and he's got his leg up on a chair in a full cast just a whole <laughs> leg <cast>. oh man <laughs> he had stiff-legged the landing and just completely destroyed his knee and he said he was actually probably going to be medically discharged no and that, those are some of the industries that or some of the injuries that we've seen where it's like, you know, these guys get hurt real bad doing this stuff. That's it's pretty rare. Like for every jump, you'll probably get one minor injury every 10 jumps. It's a pretty sweet
0: story, though. Like, How'd <laughs> actually hurt your knee. i you jumping out of a plane. Jumping right. Two hundred pounds, <laughs> on. pounds of gear on of gear on me. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> going behind, we're going behind enemy lines, gunfire everywhere.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's crazy. Um,
2: so you do you, any, any injuries for you? No. No, I got out uh, very lucky from the jumping. I, I didn't get any injuries. Um, I, I've, I've had uh, some rough landings, definitely, but nothing <laughs> that ever, like, broke anything or anything like that.
1: So were any of these tandem?
2: These are all solo? Or? No. Uh, in the Army, they do not do the tandem thing. Sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much sink or swim. <laughs> wow. Or float. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And in <laughs> fact, I very vividly remember feeling a boot in my back on my first jump.
1: Really? I was going to say, what's going through your head on the so, first one?
2: On the first one, the way they do, the way they put you in the aircraft is in alphabetical order. So I'm the last one on the plane. I'm the first one to stand in the door and get off. And so I'm, I get the, the option of just standing there and waiting and just <laughs> waiting and waiting and just seeing the landing zone coming up and being like, okay, okay. I just try to remember the training and everything like that. And then you see that light goes green, and I felt that boot in my back. I swear to God, he kicked me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never found out for sure, but I swear Get he out. kicked me. <laughs> Get out! Second and, one, you're like, let's go. Right? And the first second thought, one, you're kicking people. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah. The first thought that went through my head, I remember very clearly, was, "What did you just do?" <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: I just jumped out of a plane.
2: <laughs> Oh,
1: man, yeah. Um, you flew with the Thunderbirds, correct? Um, and we like a month ago we were talking about you you skydiving with the with, with, with the I, yeah, I don't know whatever happened with that. Um, something fell through. I don't know, but hopefully you get you get the option like the opportunity to do. I that.
0: had to think about it for because like, I was like, man, I want to. But that's a big commitment making like a conscious <laughs> decision. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna jump out of this plane. Right. <laughs> we, we went from 13,500 5, 13, feet to five thousand feet in like thirty or 45 seconds. Oh really. Like it is I mean, and it's it's awesome. yeah, like that is the the coolest part, again, the parachute part. I was unzipping my like my flight suit. It was it was gonna have to happen again for that. Um, but but it was uh, I mean it was it was incredible experience. You know, you know skydiving. If you ever get a chance to do it, if
0: yeah. I if I ever did it again, I think I would become a pilot because just like I enjoy flying with these guys every day. Yeah. Flying, I enjoy anytime we fly like rec- or commercially just for any sort of vacation or trip that I take. Um, flying with the Thunderbirds was the coolest effing thing I've ever done in my life like it, we, you mentioned so you went from what 13,000 to 5,000 in like 30 seconds yeah we went from 100 feet to 16,000 feet in like 8 seconds oh. it was the, the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever done
1: how fast can Air Tracker 5 get up yeah, that so high not that fast. <laughs> we did
0: like a, I wanted to do like a compare. I wanted to have these guys like run me down in Air Tracker 5 to like see how fast they could chase <laughs> us down like alright we're gonna go into restricted airspace oh there's two F-16s like yeah <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, we were. I mean, our cruising speed was like 600 miles an hour. Like we we did all of our maneuver. We did every maneuver that they do in the air show. Um, but we did it in Erie PA. So to fly out to Erie PA it took us like eight minutes. <laughs>
1: like, goodness gracious.
0: And for perspective, we flew out there to cover some breaking news in the helicopter. It took us like close. It's probably an hour. Yeah. Um, it <laughs> <just> was like eight <laughs> minutes. Like
1: they had flown there and back, and back. had lunch and yeah. then went again Land, landed <laughs>
0: washed the aircraft yeah oh, uh, man. it, was, it that was that was incredible so
1: so um, uh, i had a question but i completely <laughs> forgot what it was uh, the joys of of podcasts um, and
0: uh where some some memorable, memorable places that you've gotten to fly you mentioned some of the cities that you've flown in, but are you just like any memorable locations.
2: So I I've flown literally from coast to coast, north to south, because uh, I jumped around a lot of different jobs, a lot of different flight schools, and everything like that. Oregon was probably my favorite. Oregon and Utah because you got to go play in the mountains. Okay, the stuff that we've gotten to do in the helicopter that you've got, oh, I've enjoyed this and doing this. Nothing compared to what I could show you in the mountains. <laughs> okay, and you go land on a peak and you dive off the edge and all kinds of craziness that you can do. Oh, I bet, I bet. I just, I just
1: every time I do that I just think of like how like sick I would get. Like it's because it's in the- <laughs> The mountains like that's you've you've got some you steep stuff out there. It's not like the and then you have the Allegheny over here. They're not like the rolling, Allegheny. you know. <laughs> the, Appalachians. The, Appalachian. Well, there's Allegheny <laughs> National cute. Forest. They're there's cute. there's a uh, right the the Smoky Mountains was where you know we I was just working you know a few years ago, um, or a few months ago for a few years. Goodness gracious, <laughs> um it, they're beautiful, but mm-hmm. they're rolling and they're not like the Rockies that are jagged and fourteen thousand feet. You know, I mean. Right. So, I mean, so can you get up that high in a, a helicopter? Oh, Was there, like, a
2: limit? So th- there is, but the limit is the density altitude. Okay. And depending on what the density altitude is for the day is going to determine whether or not I can get up to the top of said mountain. Um, you know, the, there's uh, been a lot of pilots, and what happens is in the summer, that density altitude actually comes, it, it's higher at a lower altitude. Right. Um, and so what happens is, you know, you might be flying along all winter, over the mountain top, and then come summer, you can't quite make it over. And um, you know, we we've had uh, at the school I was at, there was there was accidents all the time up there. Oh, from, really? From that kind of stuff, nothing where anybody died, but you know, a guy might go up there and he'd land to show the student something, and then he couldn't get back off the ground. Oh, really? And it's like, dude, <laughs> you're the instructor. <laughs> you <laughs> I should know this. know this. That's cool how weather related it is. Right. Cause yeah. Colder air is denser. Right. right.
1: Like it's it's it's. I guess you would have more to lift yep. if you're trying to push off with, with that sure. helicopter, man. So that makes so much sense. Warmer air, yeah, that, air, is so much thinner.
0: And we ran into that over the past couple of years where we would have to be up for these long stretches of time during the finals, where we would have like you know we would be up for our you know whole two and a half hour news block in the evenings, and then for the pregame show for the finals. So we either either couldn't take as much fuel in the summer because we would be heavier or we wouldn't be able to go as far or as fast or or hover for a while yeah. if
2: we were up there. So, um, Do you th- make all fun. these calculations? We do. Um, a lot of them are kind of just ballparked. We know, okay, hey, at this temperature we're not going to be able to do this, at this temperature we're not going to be able to do that, um, and we kind of just play with the numbers in between. But, yeah, we've always figured this stuff out. We've looked at the temperatures for the day. We've done performance calculations. And, uh, of course there's variables, you know, if I, if I have a nice wind, Hey, now it doesn't matter if I don't have that wind, it can be, you know, even cooler. And I might not be able to hover. Gotcha. You know, if, if rudders had a big lunch, <laughs> you know, if I, forget, if I take my
0: backpack full of camera equipment yeah. up there, right. Yeah. Um, it's so, funny because they can. Kinda, I think you, you guys can kind of feel when I'm wiggling around back there. We can definitely like, feel I'll, you. Like i sometimes I'll go to like the right side <laughs> of the aircraft to take a picture, or like, or I'll stay on my side and he's like, "What are you doing back there?" Yeah. <laughs> I can feel when you move the camera. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, really.
0: It's a heavy camera, but
2: well, it's, it's really because it's right on the nose too. W- well, when the air's hitting it, and you move that, oh, now it's yeah, changing yeah, the yeah. dynamics of my whole aircraft, and so it actually kicks it one way or another.
1: Is that why we were? Like, I, I
2: thought it was like the
1: like the tail, the tail, tail fin. Tail What's really that real. called? It's a tail, tail, tail rotor. I, whenever like, because when you're you're facing the wind, it, cause it was gusty when we were up there, it was. I could feel. I thought I could feel that. Like whenever we would try to like turn a little bit, it would push us back to aim into the wind. Is that is that true? Yep.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you kind of with the with the tail rotor on most of these hel- helicopters, it actually only pushes in one direction, and then if I put in the other pedal, it just takes it out, and it's it's pushing in no direction. Because what's happening is the torque of the main rotor is trying to f- turn the nose in the opposite direction. Okay. And that's all we're doing with that tail rotor is fighting that that torque. That's interesting.
0: So, like, if you think back to that video of that poor person that was being rescued and oh, was man. spinning. Oh god. If they had a tail rotor on that on that <laughs> little thing, they wouldn't have been spinning like that. Have right. you, no, I think have you they done also anything like, like that? No, I like, haven't
2: done any long line stuff.
1: What happened? What was the problem with that? i I've heard you a, know?
2: I mean, I've heard a lot of different things. The one thing I heard. That I, I think happened? might be true is the the downflow of the air was swirling, and so that started swirling. The I think thing that underneath. they said some
0: sort of cable like malfunctioned too. So like that was supposed to stabilize that as right. well. Right,
2: there's supposed to be it's one cable holding everything up, and there's another one to keep it from spinning around and stuff like that. I tell you what, I that
1: back to the sickness,
2: <laughs> that would have <laughs>
1: there would have been showers like spiraling down out of that thing. Um, man, that's great. I remember what I was going to say earlier. Um, when We were talking about the Thunderbirds. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who will remain nameless. Um, <laughs> in the Air Force, I think it's the Air Force or the it's got to be the Air Force. Anyway, there's what they do in in, in flight training. If you're because you may not know that you get motion sickness oh, yeah, until yeah. you start flying. Well, you can't do that flying like jets or whatever. You it goes away. Like it's a it's like a they put you in something for two weeks it's called the the i don't even know what it's called like the spin and puke or something yeah, like that i remember you telling me where about they story they now. literally put you in this thing and i don't even know if this is classified or what <laughs> i have I, I have no idea um anyway it for two weeks it, they just train they spin you and they have you working like out on pen and paper like math problems yeah. while you're spinning to like learn from that train from that is that
2: secret do you know what i'm talking about i, I know what you're talking about um i don't think it's secret or anything okay 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 kinda, okay, like, okay yeah cool. It's classified. I've heard you heard like it here on Two Skinny Ties, <laughs> <Yeah>. hard-hitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's classified information right there. I don't know. Oh, uh,
0: And just like doubling back to the Thunderbirds, too. So we pulled nine Gs doing those maneuvers, so nine times the force of gravity. Hmm. When we did our live shot after I did the flight and we put the story together, um, I had, I think, it, did, I fly, did I fly with you that day or did I fly with Jordan? I think it's with me. Um, I had you bank the aircraft at, like, because all we can do it in the helicopter is 45 degrees. So the most we can go is 45 degrees, which pulls, like, a G and a half.
2: Yeah,
1: if that. <laughs> oh, wait, <what> you <laughs> see that's, in the movies. They do, like, loop-de-loops. So that's the most... This is in the movies. <laughs> the most,
0: that was the most we could do, and we pulled nine in the helicopter. Mm. Um, and to kind of combat that, the Air Force wears uh, G-suits. So, like, this suit... Basically, that that's you not step what you into. wear
1: when you're out at the clubs, like my G suit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies, you'd look yeah. funny if you were rolled it was in a suit, it
0: would inflate. Um, I'm but inf- OG. it inflates <laughs> so the blood doesn't pull in your extremities. Um, the blue angels with the navy don't wear that, <laughs> so I couldn't mm. imagine like doing those maneuvers and having that pressure on Did your you body. Did you pass out? I came close once, um, because. You're a fit guy. Like, I hear, like, if you're athletic, if you're yeah. fit, then you're good. Um, and I, I, they, like, describe it to you, like, what it's going to feel like. And, you, I mean, I met with, like, flight surgeons and other pilots, and, uh, like, we did a three hour, like, safety briefing. I absorbed none of it. Like, they're like, okay, <laughs> now, like, if you have to make an emergency landing and you have to uh, eject out of the aircraft, then I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to eject, what am I going to do? What are the like, odds this is yeah. actually going to happen? Yeah, like, if this if it's really <laughs> happens, well, I mean, what you're telling me, I'm not like, I'm going to actually remember. I'm going to like, I'm going to pull the, pull the parachute to the all one side so I can make a right <laughs> and pull it to the left to make it le- like, yeah, I'm just going to, all right,
1: 28 years. It was great. <laughs> oh, man, It's one a heck of a story. Um, uh, oh, man.
0: But so I, where, where was I going? With? Oh, I got, so they described like, you know, you'll probably feel lightheaded and they were like, you know, you'll start to, you'll start to get tunnel vision where things will start to close in. And I like, You know, we did a couple maneuvers when we got up there to kind of acclimate myself to that, and I was like, "All right, like I'm feeling pretty good." And we did uh, this—the last maneuver we did—it was called like a half half Cuban or a full Cuban or something like that, where it was like a double whooped. It was a (laughs) 360-degree turn, like a 360-degree circle, where we were pulling like seven Gs the entire time. So like 40 seconds of seven Gs, and then we went straight up and over the top. (laughs) <laughs> um and when we were doing that i was like oh there it is <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> there it starts to go like, um, that's that was, what they that was mean the by tunnel vision and lightheadedness. yeah that was the closest i came to pass out but i was like wow
1: mm. um mm.
0: oh but it was uh, that was incredible so jumping out of planes i don't know what that would i i guess like I zero said, g's. That, that's a con- it's, it's
1: not a thing there's no, you're there, cause you're going in a direction. You don't just automatically just stop that direction to go down, right. like it's a gradual, it's a gradual. I don't know what it is from with with a parachute immediately, but like the free fall, there's no like sensation. I'm making movements with my hands that you can't see. <laughs> um, anyway, there's, <laughs> hey, look at this really quickly. <laughs> we need to hook this
0: camera up here so
1: we can. <laughs> oh man. All right, so you fly, you've been flying. Um, for almost ten years, mm-hmm. you fly. How so, many hours do you
2: have? Uh, twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight
1: hundred. They say ten thousand yep. hours makes you an expert at anything. One movement for ten thousand hours makes you an expert. You're you're an expert though now at twenty eight hundred. I mean, I would imagine.
2: I mean, I I still think there's some stuff that I I can learn. Um, I'm always trying to get myself a little bit better than I was yesterday and and fly it a little bit smoother, a little bit better, a little bit uh, more professional. Gotcha. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I like to think I know what I'm talking about. I've, uh, I've taught several people <laughs> to fly to where they're now working in the industry, nice. and they're they've having very successful careers. So, yeah, but, yeah, I'm very sure of that 10,000-hour mark. Hopefully, before you get to 10,000 hours, <laughs> nobody vomits in your helicopter. I will stay out of it for
1: now. <laughs> so, wet, weather. Mm. How
0: does, like, just how does weather affect how, what we can do in the aircraft as far as whether it's winter or summer, and then we'll kind of dovetail off of that, too. Uh, uh, I'll just have, have you describe when we got—well, both of you, really, because you played a role You played a role in it, too, when we got stranded in Medina yeah, during thanks, a— Thanks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had,
1: anyway, yeah, so to, to a little bit more on your, your regulation
2: before, before I, we talk about that. What can and can't you fly in? So that's kind of an open, like, there's it's a very a lot of gray area in that question. Is it up to you? It is. Okay. It, it is. And even the company, if I was to make a call and let's say, you know, Rudder said, hey, you know, I, I don't agree with this. I'm calling your boss and I think it's good to fly. He's probably going to back me. Unless it's like, oh, it's sure. blue skies and, you know, it's, it's perfect. And this guy was obviously out playing golf or something. Uh, if it's anything that even, re- he's not going to argue, well, you know semantics. Technically, the company's policy is this because the company's policy actually is: hey, if the pilot doesn't want to go, we don't push him. Which is that's what you want. That's <laughs> <right>. my policy <laughs> too. Absolutely. Hey, can we go? <laughs> nope. All right. Right. Uh, the 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 legal requirements are one thing. The FAA has put out a bunch of stuff that you know, hey, you need this, this, and this to fly in this airspace, that airspace, stuff like the that. Visual flight rules. It's visual flight rules. It's it's the ceilings being a certain altitude. Um, there's actually recommendations for the storms, but they're not, it's not like, oh, you can't, you can't fly within this range of a storm or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, well, I think visual, so visual flight rules, you'll
1: see VFR. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. VFR means you can visually see everything you need to see for like a certain amount of distance. Basically. Yeah. Like,
2: that's, like, that's, a, that's an acceptable way of putting it. Like yeah. you don't need instruments. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. You still need your instruments in the aircraft. But you don't need to be what's called instrument rated and you're not on an instrument flight plan. And that means like if you're in clouds or if you're if you're usually can't
1: visually see where you're going. Right.
2: Right. Now you can be on an instrument flight plan, it's blue, skies like today and it's gorgeous and you can see everything and you're still on an instrument flight plan. You're still flying by the instruments. It's just instrument meteorological conditions, you know, aren't present. Gotcha. And so, you know, yeah, we're supposed to stay out of that for what we're doing. I am actually fully instrument rated. I could fly the aircraft in instruments and everything like that if it if we if was ever to roll in on top of us or anything <laughs> like that. I'm trained to do that kind of stuff. Um, not all pilots are. You know, some pilots, they might just have the VFR rating. I think everyone here in Cleveland at our base has it. And I imagine everyone who works for Heli Inc. probably got it.
1: Does it take a special helicopter to. Yeah, be you have beyond to have
2: spe- VFR? yeah, you have to have special instruments on board. You have okay. to be able to do certain things. Um, these aircraft are kind of like the bare bones minimum of what we, we would be able to get down safely uh, without any issue. But like anything less than this, it's going to be rough. We can still do it, but it's going to be rough.
0: Gotcha. Speaking of storms rolling in, <laughs> uh, what was it, two weeks ago now? I've yeah, we uh, blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> we were uh, doing a little afternoon flight, um, and we had known throughout the day that these storms were coming in. Um, but we wanted to fly to get some video of something. And so I went, I talked to you and you were like, yeah, it's good if we go now. So I was like, all right, well we're going now. And it was beautiful. And it was great. Now, like Like, I posted a video as I was walking to the helicopter. It was sunny, um, like (laughs) blue skies and things looked great. So we go to take off and we were like down shooting our video, um, and you text me and you're like, I saw the video. Why are you
1: in the air? <laughs> I saw the video of him getting in the helicopter um, on his Instagram. Just, 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 it was on the stories. I wouldn't even have seen it, but I was just like bored going through the stories or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, John Rutter. He's walking in, into the helicopter. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't, is this from today? I don't, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's from today. So I look, at, I pull up, you know, my radar app and I look at it and I was like, man, is he, I texted him i was like there, there's some big storms coming in i said are you are you still in the air yep where are you <laughs> brunswick oh uh, cool.
2: okay um sure surely they know that like there's there's things coming you know there's we a, could there's see a it, line sure. we could we, we had started seeing our radar at this point we, what we had seen was that the storm was supposed to be stay well north of us which is why i felt okay going And then there was this arm of the storm that just kept reaching south further and further and further and about the time you would you would start saying something to us it was like uh we may need to head down
1: south and then i don't know how i don't i mean i don't know anything about helicopters i don't know how fast they are all i know is like this storm in like 10 or 15 minutes would be from where it was like in Mm lorraine to downtown and i was like man brunswick it's like a triangle between like brunswick lorraine and cleveland i was like timing wise John, you need to get down now. Like uh, Timing-wise, if, if, if it works out or whatever. Because
2: yeah,
0: we can go about, what, give or take? with with the well When the wind's at our back, we can go faster, faster but obviously. We're doing about 100 knots, okay.
2: and you're not getting much better or worse than that. That's our max. 100 knots. What is that in a... It's
1: probably like 105 miles an hour. 115, 120 okay. miles per oh, hour. That's pretty quick. Yeah. That's it's decent quick. It's decent. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, you guys uh, didn't go to downtown. You went, I think the next text was, how far south do we need to go? Correct. And I was like, man, I don't know, like Medina? Like, just keep going south until you get to the You can see it. Well, yeah. You know, Cody, Cody knows what he's doing. He'll be able to right. just see well, it. Well, eventually you were
0: like, all right, we're going to call it. Yeah. Um, we weren't going to outrun that And thing. then you were, because uh, our first plan was, all right, we're going to go to Akron. And we didn't even get very far. And you were like, you know what? Forget Akron. We're just going to get on the ground. Yeah. So we, we went to Medina um Medina County Airport and landed there because your next te- text was like I, I think at one point you were like, You're right back there because you're asking a lot of questions. I was like, Yeah <laughs> Trent just texted me saying that the
2: storm's moving in and, and you
0: were like, Well we can land if you if you want to go land and I'm, then I'm not
2: used to him asking these smart questions. So I like, What's going on? But <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know Your one that text mean. was like land immediately. And you're like, <laughs>
1: and Cody goes, Well if he says to land we should probably land <laughs> Uh yeah no so I think your next text was like you were you, you said we were going to Medina and we've landed in Medina yeah. and then when you guys I think I sent you
0: a, did I send you a picture of us on the ground
1: a, it picture. Was a dark sky yeah um I think it was while you were landing it was, there was a picture and then like right after that blew through like the air, air tracker five like turned didn't it like yeah. when that
2: storm rolled through yeah about 45 degrees ah uh, man
1: anyway long story short y'all are safe <laughs> y'all are safe and there was like a like a, a a moment there where I was like I feel like I need to say something, but I don't know what – I don't know, what, like, ooh, uh. it was. It looked
0: cool being up there. Like, <laughs> it's really cool to see storms roll in like that. I wish that we would have – it would have been really cool if it would have stayed, like, on the lakeshore and we could have mm-hmm. been, like, in Medina
1: and watched it roll through. Yeah. Well, they, they track tornadoes with right. helicopters in Oklahoma Which, and stuff. That's what I did in Kansas City. With okay. The helicopter. How far away can you be from a, from a closer than I like ever that? want to be again? <laughs> well, I know like chasing and stuff, we would be about a mile away. Mm-hmm. All we'd feel would be the the inflow essentially right. if we were the inflow notch or whatever. Yep. So aloft, it's got to be elevated a bit, right? Well, Our... what we
2: did to get around a lot of the different aspects of the storm that we don't want to play with, we'd we'd be in that inflow. So if the, the storm's moving one way, let's say it's going east, I want to be southwest of that storm right. and coming into it. Um, and we would go down to like 200 feet above the ground. And that was just because if there's a microburst, it's going to already be moving horizontally at about 200 feet. And unless it's like right on top of me, I'm probably going to be just pushed in one direction or another. We're going to be fine. Okay. And we would go right up until we saw that wall cloud. And try to get within about two miles, a mile, something like that, you wow. know, a lot you closer zoom, than I want to be.
1: But you can zoom in quite a bit with those cameras. Oh, yeah, you can zoom and, in a ways.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can see
0: Akron from downtown to Cleveland. Right. right.
1: And out there, it's so much flatter than it is here. Um, I mean, when we, again, we would chase, we we're a mile or so away. Mm-hmm. You know, never in any danger of any of this stuff. And um, on on the streets, there's everything's in a grid. There's no, like, curvy roads yeah. and stuff like that. So um, it makes sense. It makes sense with a helicopter. Um the winds are much calmer at the surface, just like due to friction and yeah, stuff yeah. with the ground. So I didn't know how high. So you stay at about 200 feet? Yeah. Nice. I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> with a couple bags. Yeah, I was uh, say <laughs> Man. Yeah. So you, how long did you do that? Oh, I did that for... Chopper storm chasing. About two years. How much is a helicopter? Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to buy one? Well, I
2: mean, how much is that? Like, no. but you, you're talking about brand new. You're talking about, you know, because
1: well, like with, with airplanes uh-huh. and I, I got a, a buddy who's a pilot and he bought an airplane and you can buy one from like the nineties and stuff. They're mm-hmm. so regulated. Right.
2: You're not going to buy a lemon. You're not going to buy you're one. Really that's going to break down. Same thing with helicopters. Kind of. And like, you know, your buddy's right. You're not going to, well, you know, you can buy a lemon that you got to fix up before you're going to be able to fly it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the difference is that you don't have any lemons in the air. Because the FAA will come down on you real hard if you start flying that thing. Um, doesn't mean there's not aircraft out there that you can go buy and find out, like, I need true, true. Uh, twice as much work, you know, in it but compared to what it's going to cost me. Um, I mean, the aircraft are expensive. Really, really, really expensive. Like – Hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, so ten thousand dollars, 50000 fifty thousand. And I'll just use the the jet rangers that we fly for your example. But I believe the last time I looked, they're about two million brand new out of the door out of the factory. <laughs> 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 and that's that's pretty normal. Um, oh man! Yeah, oh. you know, the, the big cargo ships that pull in here. Yeah. Um, they're they're called a handy max size ship. Okay. Uh, no idea what that means. I just know that term. <laughs> <laughs> and they cost about twenty million, brand new. Okay, a Chinook helicopter, the military's two-bladed biggest Chinook helicopter, that's fifty-eight million.
1: Fifty-eight.
2: So million. But you think about what you could do with that giant ship. You could land a helicopter on that right, ship. Right. Right. But a little helicopter costs twice as much Mm.
1: so two million dollars brand new off the factory floor Uh you pull into bob gillingham ford or whatever i don't even know (laughs) who sells these things anyway um so you you pull into like the helicopter dealership you said what is it what's your what are these called bells bell jet rangers bell jet jet ranger is
2: there like a jet engine on it at all yeah It it is a what's called a turbo shaft engine or a uh uh, yeah, a turbo shaft engine. So it's a it's a turbine engine just like on a jet airplane. But what they've done is instead of just letting the thrust go out and using that to push the aircraft forward, they use that thrust to turn the main rotor and tail rotor. Can you are the non jet yeah. propelled? Are, they, are those cheaper piston ones? Yeah, they're a lot cheaper. We've got uh, the the ones we have there for uh Paratus Air that does the tours and everything around the city and does the flight instruction. Would you um, take one of those to chase a tornado? Yeah, that's what we that's what we chase the tornadoes in. Solid. How much are those? Those, uh, y- I, like I've heard of people picking them up for two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. God, come new, on. Brand new, they're about half. Come a million. on. <laughs> <laughs> want to go half on one? Oh right.
1: <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah. um, and I guess you don't want to like skimp on that. Yeah, you, know, you really
0: like, don't want to go cheap. Uh, I mean, it's mm. missing a bumper,
2: like. right? Mm. And those things, you want to talk about regulations and stuff in them? They, uh, the the model of aircraft that we're talking about the piston ones um they have so many regulations on them that every 12 years or 2200 hours whichever one comes first you have to completely overhaul the aircraft it's basically a new aircraft at that point so you can find them dirt cheap if they're like about to time out right oh. but now you have to pay about two hundred fifty thousand dollars to, rea- to overhaul. re-overhaul the thing I mean, like there's like the r44
0: and like the, R, yeah. the r22 which looks like the helicopter you emoji. ever seen the r12s the r22 looks like the helicopter <laughs> emoji <laughs> No idea. I legitimately <laughs> walked into the aircraft, into the hangar the one day. I was like, "Oh wow, that's the helicopter emoji!" Like it literally, two two seater, a little red tail, and a thing on the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
1: great. That, that would be. I mean, I feel like that would be. Are those harder to fly than the? Uh, Way
2: harder. Okay. The little ones are harder because the every gust of wind, everything going on, you feel it. The bigger ones are a lot more stable because okay. they're they're heavier. What's the biggest? helicopter you've ever flown the biggest one i've ever flown a is, huey. A, is a legitimate <laughs> huey the coolest guy in the world came flying into the burke lakefront one day in a huey and i went out and of course i had to talk to him and everything oh, yeah. and, and he, he just starts you know bsing with me and one minute he's like do you want to fly it I was like, oh, oh yeah yes <laughs> please <laughs> love to does grizzly so, adams have a beard yes. right <laughs> so we went up he flew us around for a couple hours let us fly it and everything it was great absolutely hmm. that's a medium lift helicopter it was absolutely incredible. Medium lift. So, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know the exact uh, what what qualifies as it. I mean, it's still a single engine turbine helicopter, yeah. uh, but probably twice the size of our little jet oh, ranger. Man.
1: What what's the smallest one you've ever flown?
2: That little R twenty two that sits in the Berkeley front hanger. That is the smallest I've ever flown. Is and it that, fun? It's a blast. It's I was gonna say is blast. it like driving a go
1: kart? Like a yeah, golf it's like a pogo around. stick with <laughs> a rotor on it. Like, if you ever guys if you guys ever want to try it, that's what I teach you. No, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I would actually want I see. Because you can get rid of like motion sickness and like like th- th- that whole problem, I want to do it more and more and more. It just right. ruins my life every time <laughs> I've like, never
0: gotten motion sickness. I don't think I've ever gotten motion sickness in the helicopter. Yeah. Ah, shut up! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you've never um, actually puked at an aircraft. Oh yeah. Have you? Oh yeah. Okay. In a plane? I, oh yeah. Yeah. All your stories. That I'm have so been e- with e- you puking. I'm oh, so oh, used no. to
0: it, though. Like we'll fly commercially, and um, we went, I mean, I went to Vegas for a va- bachelor party in March, and that was like, like the pilot comes on, boom, we're, we're experiencing some turbulence, and I was like, legitimately didn't even notice it unless you pointed it out. Like, and I <laughs> oh, everybody no. else is freaking out, and I'm just like, Cody, Cody would be
1: like, all right, we're gonna pull us into Burke now. So <laughs> I have several times. Have you really? It I. My first time I ever flew was from, um, it was, it was, it was for spring break. So this might've been my fault. Um, we flew from St. Louis to Mexico city. Okay. Um, and then in Mexico city, when you're 18, you can drink. So we, of course <laughs> we had like a 45 minute layover. We're getting a beer. Done. So like we, we, we got to run from one gate to the next. Let's grab a beer on the way. So mm-hmm. we downed it. We got on the plane, like a little bitty puddle jumper over to, to Cabo. Um, and that was the one that uh, I had first vomited. That was my second <laughs> flight ever and my first vomit ever. In like the little bags or whatever to, to, you know, uh, to, 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 make it sound a little bit like it wasn't all my fault. Everybody on that plane was, I mean, it was a rough, it was a rough flight. Um, and the reason it was in the bag was because the bathroom was full. <laughs> like there was a line <laughs> at it and people were in line in their bags. Like it was, yeah. it was disgusting. Ooh. Um, so it sounds like a plane this is of misery. the worst podcast ever? Yeah, I was to say it like was very gruesome. <laughs> what airline was this? Um, American Eagle. It was one of those like American Airlines then American Eagle kind of little. Did you get a pair of jeans with brrr, it? Brrr. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it wasn't American Eagle. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Something slimy. Uh, Swanson. <laughs> Swanson, Samsonite. That <Samsonite. laughs> was way off. Uh, um, uh, then so flying back was fine. Um, I've. Yeah, I've I've done it. We we flew in a through a snowstorm. It was snowing into San Antonio. This was last um, last January. So like not this last one, but the one before. So mm-hmm. January twenty eighteen. We had to land in a um, might have been December. I don't know. Anyway, we had to land through. It was snowing in San Antonio. It never snows in Texas. Like it was snowing on the Rio Mexico. Had snow that next morning. Cool. Like we could see the like the mountaintops along like the on the other side of the Rio Grande. They were snow capped. Yeah. Oh. So we had to land in this like crazy snowstorm and that was one of those ones where like the little the little cargo hold little flaps were popping open, bags oh. were falling out, oh. <laughs> like your seatbelt was like holding you in the seat, that kind of like back and forth. Um, and I look at the bathroom and I was like there's nobody in line. I'm getting there first because <laughs> I only have one bag. I got in there. I got in the bathroom and they were like, we're trying to land sir you need to go back to your seat. And I'm like, They're I like, can't you don't understand. I can't open the door right now. You don't want me to open the door <laughs> like this is uh, it's fine. I'll just ride it out in here. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll assume all responsibility for. Yeah. Everything.
1: <laughs> oh man. so yeah,
0: not a good flyer. Never gotten I, I love it I got I did, I did have a panic attack once, but it was I think it was also. Uh, it was coming. Com- it was coming back from spring break, so <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it was just m- more dehydration induced than anything else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what can you do? It's like get me off this plane, buddy. And my buddy was
1: like, "No can do, bro. <laughs> no can do, <laughs> It's an hour bro. to Atlanta." Wow. Can you, have you ever had any close calls in the like, helicopter? Maybe not vomit wise, but like where you were like when you're riding a motorcycle mm-hmm. and you're you're lower end puckers (laughs) that's when you know you're beyond your level you're Uh like all
2: right i'm gonna roll off the throttle a little bit have you had any of those tense moments i mean yeah obviously when i was training i mean that was just one of those moments after another (laughs) um one after then no- after another, <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I've had a few, nothing nothing really that big, nothing really n- noteworthy, all stuff that's like, you're gonna have that throughout your flying. You know, statistically, A, B, and C are gonna happen. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have this kind of bad weather. Um, I've, I've had it where, you know, we're out, everything's good, and the weather rolls in, and there's no time to get out of it. And you're in it, and you're like, all right, well, let's get it down, and, you know. Those are probably the closest things I've had. Um, Nothing really noteworthy, nothing really big, nothing that's like...
0: No engine failures or anything or you've had to auto?
2: Mm, I mean, we train in auto so much, that's not a really big deal. Um, I've, it, had, I've had an engine failure, but it was just auto to the ground. I mean, there's not a scratch in the aircraft, there's nothing wrong with not, me or anything.
0: Explain what an auto, what an auto rotation is. So an auto
2: rotation is, is basically a glide. Uh, it's, it's just another way of flying the aircraft. Um, the, if we lose the engine in flight, it's actually not the end of the world. It's not even a big deal. It's just, hey, we just have to land right now wherever we're at. But we have control all the way down. We just can't climb anymore. And we'll, Oh, we'll, so
1: because it's spinning. It's
2: still spinning. I still have control all three uh, axes, the lateral, longitudinal, and the, the Y axis. Um, I can still control the aircraft in every which way. Uh, and we practice, you know, I practice these things daily, going out and doing them in the, the smaller aircraft, and uh, they're, they're not a big deal. You come in and you just, you do what's called a flare, so at, right before you're about to hit the ground, you kind of point it up at the sky, and that gets you to stop moving in any direction. you just kind of, you come to a direct stop, and then you level the aircraft again, and you try to pull up with everything you've got, and what that does is it cushions the landing to nice and soft, and you can put these things down in a parking space. Hmm. You really need to um so there's there's nothing like that's that's all it is just another state of flight it's just like gliding an airplane if i lose an airplane well i'd glide well the helicopter does the same thing it's just i can't go quite as far in yeah. any direction gotcha. i think
0: somebody yeah. described it to me as like those little propellers that fall off the trees like oh, yeah. yeah like those are still spinning and yeah they're technically eventually flying get, they're eventually rotating falling with style controlled
1: fall, falling with style <laughs> oh man that's cool that's cool um
2: I don't, I mean, what do you, do you still practice? Like you say. You, oh yeah. I, I still teach. I really enjoy teaching. And so I, I try to still teach. Um, it's not as much because with my experience and everything, I'm, I'm more of like, the guys will come in, they'll fly with some of the other instructors we have. And then right before they go up for their, their test flight to actually get their license, they'll go up with me a couple times and I'll point out like, Hey, you need to do this, this, and this, check out this. I'll talk to their instructor. And I, I, I go up with the instructors every now and then and keep them current so that everybody's safe and you know, I look for bad habits and stuff like that. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy teaching and practicing auto rotations and all that stuff.
1: Is that different than,
2: like, airplane training? It is. I'm actually just starting <laughs> to learn how to fly the airplanes now. Really? And I'm very much stumbling through it. <laughs> it's funny to hear, like... I've um, been doing this for 10 years. Sit in the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny to hear, like, the helicopter pilots talk about it, too, because they will kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek make fun of air plane pilots like oh he's just pressing the takeoff button the plane takes off like (laughs) you want to be a real pilot you fly a helicopter ramsey the guy that flies for Station across town (laughs) likes (laughs) likes to say that a lot too like oh you want to be a real pilot pilot a helicopter
2: Mm.
1: so so it's it's just like a different kind of different like way of thinking or It,
2: it that's exactly it's not that it's um necessarily hard it's just a very different way of thinking with the aircraft that i haven't been doing with a helicopter i can come to a complete stop and there's a lot more dynamics that i'm trying to do you try to avoid those complete right do that um hmm. but like I, i've thoroughly enjoyed it it's definitely it's a different way of thinking but i enjoy doing it and i'm not doing it like i'm not going to the airlines a lot of guys are switching over to the airlines and everything because they pay better and this and that i love flying helicopters i'm not walking away from that ever i just want to be able to fly anything and so airplanes, you know, okay, cool, let's go do this. Do
1: you, uh, do you ever think of flying, like, um, only reason to ask, um, uh, in Knoxville, the the traffic guy, mm. I- he's in a Cessna. Okay. He's not in a helicopter. Would that, what's the perks and, like, negatives
2: to that, pros so and cons? There, there's all kinds of pros and cons to that kind of stuff. Um, pros, the airplane's going to be more efficient on fuel. You're probably going to be able to stay up longer if you just, like, pull it back to idle and, and just keep it up in the air um you're faster, you can actually get places a lot quicker um but you're not as dynamic you know we we've you've definitely asked me to put that aircraft to get a shot where I'm just <laughs> like, Rudder, come on <laughs> like, and i'm impressed that I Sorry. can even get it in there um just to you know, like a glove. <laughs> Just like we planned it <laughs> right but like when you have something it's like the only shot is in between these two buildings right, yeah helicopter you can get that shot airplane once every pass you're going to get that shot oh gotcha, gotcha yeah you because know, gotcha, you get gotcha. you got to keep it moving you got to keep circling um some other things are like the airplane like the helicopters we've just talked about with all the weather stuff i can put it down in any open field any open parking space and as long as i don't hit any wires or anything we're golden so if the if storm really rolls in and i really feel like hey we don't want to be up here anymore i can just land it somewhere Um, with an airplane you have to find an airport or a long stretch of flat ground and that's not always available nearby true true
1: Mm, that's crazy though so if you want to learn how to fly Mm because you said you like teaching
2: i do i'd love teaching um what how do you what do you you even do you just got to go to somebody who's got a helicopter usually at a a flight school um they're they're at most major airports there's flight schools everywhere um and just start talking to them and uh have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What
1: is that, I mean, what is that, because I know, uh, it's expensive. Air, I was gonna say, airplane is like, to, to learn how to fly uh, like an airplane, it's, it's I wanna say like 10, 15 grand, and that's like not even the, the plane costs you right. know, so for renting and stuff like that.
2: W- when we say like, yeah, you know, we wanna learn how to fly, if you're saying, well, I just wanna get my private license, yeah, 10, 15 grand, yeah. probably double that for a helicopter. Gotcha. Uh, if that's just getting your private license. If you actually wanted to go and make a career out of this, the costs uh, you're good. <laughs> the, the costs equal out because what happens is uh, you need 250 hours to get your commercial license in airplanes. You need 150 hours to get your commercial license in helicopters. That 100 hour difference equals out the price. So if you're doing it in a one, uh, Cessna 172 or an R22, you're going to end up with about $80,000 both Goodness ways.
0: Goodness gracious. it's a lot. It is. A lot. <laughs> but that's,
2: yeah, I, I think that's what most bachelor's degrees, the high-end bachelor's degrees yeah. are going for anyway. Are there companies that will
1: pay for you to go through schooling? Yeah, the Army, the Air Force, <laughs> the Marines, <laughs> the Navy. Solid. Solid.
2: <laughs> um, that, that, you know, I got mine through the GI Bill. Most companies aren't going to do that because there is the industry of the flight schools right, in the States. Now overseas, that differs. And sometimes, yeah, there are companies where it's like, hey, you get hired on and, and we're gonna put you through the training. And the only flight instructors you actually get have like three, four thousand hours because they've been working it. And they've done this flight instruction stuff on the side as a hobby for people that wanna just get their private. Gotcha. So in this country, we do things a little bit differently. <laughs> and you're you're as probably- As with could, most things. As with most things.
1: Is there a, um, what I heard a stat like, I wanna I want say like over the next like 10 or 15 years, Um, a lot of pilots a lot of pilots are retiring because you're forced into retirement at 65, 55, 65, something like that. They actually
2: raised it a couple years ago because they were running into this issue. So is that like a, are there, it's like a, a push to get more pilots or, I mean, it's, it's called a pilot shortage is what we're running into. And what happened was, especially for the helicopter industry, but really the entire industry was supported for the longest time by the Vietnam era veterans. Because what we did there was we took. All these people coming in and just you know hey it doesn't matter we'll, we'll train you up on flying and uh the airlines kept expanding the industry you know the aviation industry has been expanding and if every the statistic i've heard is if every flight school in the nation passed all of their students from this point on for the next couple of years we still wouldn't have enough to meet the demand that's coming Ooh, so what do that's we do a lot that's we, a lot do we push people do we lower the cost of school well, like, like there's I, only so much you could lower it there. Right. I guess you don't want a, like a budget. And, uh, and you have to remember yeah. that you know, only—, only Where you get this certifica- certification from, howtoflyaplane.com? Right. <laughs> online certification. Yeah. It's something like one out of every ten people who go to flight school will actually continue on and get a license where they can fly commercially. Um, and so if you think about like one in ten, we need all of them. One in ten is going to actually go through with this hmm. and continue um out of all of those most of them are probably really good people you know but the if you talk about like well do we lower the standards do we uh you lower don't the, want cost? To lower the standards right no. right so <laughs> but you know when you say like we're going to lower the cost and everything like that well that's going to end up happening whenever you lower the cost of something effectively lower you effectively lower the you standards because <laughs> yeah. now it's well it doesn't cost as much so let's go do it you know more often and um can i ask what it pays it pays pretty well. Uh, the job I'm doing right now, uh, with all my other side work and everything else, I'm I'm just under seventy thousand a year. Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah. Now I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of extra side work. A lot of I have my own company flying out here. I have the flight school that I help out at. Uh, I do tours on every other you know time they need them, and I fly for the news primarily. I do all that stuff. I'm, I'm round out about seventy. Um, How many hours a day are you like at the? I'm doing this for (laughs) high school kids who are, like, debating, you know, whether... No, this is good. This is good. This is good. Like, you know, this is one of those things... uh, You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. I do want to. I just want to answer it, you know, properly, like... uh, Your bosses won't hear this. Okay. (laughs) 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 I mean, you know, I I come in there, and I pre-flight the helicopter, and then, you know, I'll go off and do other stuff until it's time to go fly. If we do get called out, I'm always ready to go. Right. But... You know the actual time i'm there you know average an hour and a half two hours see that makes it that so <laughs> wow yeah. okay and, and the the big thing though is this is the the job field i'm in is the eng and really the ems where it's like you're getting paid to be the skilled professional on call that's what i'm really paid for it's not so much that i fly a lot it's that when right. we need to go and we need somebody who's going to be on the ball and be able to handle whatever we're going to get into, right. I'm the guy you call. So you, you could literally fly an hour
1: and a half a day, um, or you could fly for 20 hours, like yeah. for yeah.
2: multiple days in a row. Yep. Yeah, you have to be prepared for that. You do. Yeah. And that's the only uh, I'm sure the company's got something that I don't remember off the top of my head, but. When it comes to the FAA regulations, the only regulation is, as a flight instructor, you can only teach for eight hours a day. But I can go teach for eight hours and then go fly the news for another 12 hours, and that's perfectly okay. acceptable.
1: <laughs> is, that, is 12 hours, is that the, uh, what's, is no, like no, a, that just a random number? Oh, just a random number. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. random number? Is there like a, a limit for how much, you kind know, of like truck drivers, I think there's like a 10-hour delay or something like that, or, or not delay, but like a limit for how long you can be on the road. There's nothing
2: I'm aware of. This is awesome. This is awesome. So you remember, like, uh, they you get just called, and, stuff, and right. we're going
1: to be
0: flying from now until. <laughs> right. Don't, now don't until let the Christmas. news producers
1: know that because you will never come down. Right. <laughs> um,
0: That's. A, I mean. I mean, once he preflights that thing though, like sometimes we're sitting around at the at the airport for a little while, and then sometimes it's like, bam, we're yep. we're up and we're we're gone. So like, there's, there's there's days where we'll fly for a half hour or forty five minutes, and then days where we'll fly for.
2: Four or, five Four or five hours. hours. Five hours. And there's no sense just flying to fly. Right. Like, no. you're just wasting. I mean, you're, you're, you're turning. Uh, what is this, Jet fuel? Yeah, you're turning jet fuel into noise if you're not <laughs> going somewhere and doing something. <laughs> Which is awesome. Right. Uh, terrible, yet awesome.
1: Um, so, what is. Uh, gas is about, what, 225, I think, per gallon?
2: Not for, for jet fuel. For a truck. What is, <laughs> what is, yeah, what is jet fuel? Like? I, I think it's like, uh, last time I looked at it, it ranges depending on where you are, uh, but. to $5.60. Yeah. It's not as
0: bad. I thought it would be like near nine.
2: What kind of mileage do you get on that thing? Uh, We burn about 26 gallons an hour. And so we can fly for a a little over three hours. So it's not a miles per per gallon. It's a a time thing. Because there's a lot of factors. Yeah. You know, do I have a headwind or a tailwind? Uh, You know, where am I going? Density altitude. Yeah. You know, what speed can I actually get? Because as we've talked about before, you know, if I'm heavy, I can't actually go that fast. I can't do over eighty knots until I weigh less than uh 3, pounds. Hmm. Yeah. What do those weigh? What do helicopters?
1: I have oh, funny, so funny have you ask so because so we had to push it questions. into the IX center for the, <laughs> for the car show.
0: So it weighs about three thousand pounds, oh,
1: and man. when you have three people pushing on it, it doesn't really weigh fe- feel any lighter. Oh man, man, I have so many questions. Like I feel like That's a twelve cool. year old right now. Yeah. How, how long have we been talking? Over, an, Over hour. an hour.
0: This is the longest one by far. Oh, man, I hope, I hope it's the best us. one. Yeah. It is. It's a. It's been a good one. I, like I've. I, like, I haven't realized. I didn't realize that we were out here for so, so long. Up here for so long. Back
2: to your question though, like what do we do with, with this pilot charge that is hitting? Right. And I mean it's hitting. One of the things that the, the airlines have started to do now is they have, are offering, uh, frankly, you know, amazing money to go jump over from helicopters to them because we're already rated. All they have to do is is guess the airplane ratings, which, as we've already said, it's not harder. It's just different. Right. But once you've got that different train of thought, easy to do, and they'll pay us to jump over. I've been offered fifty thousand dollars bonus, just to go jump over to the airlines. What are you doing, man? <laughs> he like hanging out with me? Are you kidding me? John doesn't smell that I'm good. That inter- I'm, I'm entertaining. What are you talking can, about? Can you move over here?
1: Yeah. Right. Move over here. No, over here. No to this one over here. I can't get the shot from over here. <laughs> yeah.
2: So people are jumping. Entertaining ship. up there. Yeah. People are jumping ship left and right. You know, in for that alone. That's why I've been mm. covering so much recently. Is that, You know, even in our company, people are looking like, oh, yeah, let's take a look. Um, some of them have been coming back cause they're like, oh, I don't like the airlines. <laughs> um, but I really think that not enough puke bags. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to see, we're going to see the, the automation play a bigger role. I think it's going to take a while still. And in fact, one of the, one of the people I've talked to, um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she invented the electric helicopter. She's the first one to come out with that. Um, and I, I was talking to her about it and she said, you know, back in world war two, you know, 70 years ago, whatever it was, uh, we had piston aircraft and we won the the war with piston aircraft. Right. Um, Now that would be, you know, that's obsolete is to go to war with, we have turbines, we have all this other technology and everything. She said, you know, in another 50 years, we're probably going to be looking at automation taking over, which at first for a pilot, that sounds scary. But then you think about like, with the bank tellers and stuff. Remember when, I don't know, you guys are probably not old enough enough, and I'm not even old enough to remember when ATMs first started really becoming popular and really getting big, and everyone was worried, if you worked at a bank as a teller, was were you going to lose your job to this ATM machine? Right. And what happened was the banks hired five times more tellers than they did before they had the ATM machines, because now the teller wasn't going to be someone just handing out money they actually had to do a bunch of other stuff, but all these other opportunities opened up from that. So right. I see as the pilots, we're going to have more opportunities that we probably don't realize yet open up for that kind of stuff. Okay. But the automation will take over the shortage where it's like, yeah, one guy might be flying five different aircraft, but you still need one guy looking into these things and controlling them and doing something.
1: That's so interesting. We say that with, uh, with, with TV. Yeah. Every
2: industry, you always have to, to like, adjust and kind yeah. of evolve with the changes. Right. But, um, like, new technology doesn't mean you're out of a job. It just means that jobs change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're smart. <laughs> and you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, um, I guess with that, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Um, just because uh we've been talking for over an hour, an hour. I, I mean that this this was good though yeah a lot of information i literally could talk to you for hours and hours you would kick me out of the helicopter <laughs> if i wasn't making a mess open that door sir <laughs>
2: <laughs> sir I please fasten your seat belt. i think at one point he said
1: like yeah, the seatbelt has you like yeah. if you need to you can swing that door open it'll <laughs> they pop it'll pop, pop open yeah.
0: sometimes if you don't shut them correctly, they yeah. pop.
1: We open. fly with the doors off and the little ones all the time. Yeah. don't have doors in my jeep right now. It's <laughs> wide open. <laughs>
0: doors open, kind of weather
1: right now. Oh man, <laughs> awesome! All right, so um, if you want to get, uh, I guess, any more information on, on 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 how to become a pilot, like like you were saying, mm-hmm. what would you what
2: would you say? Just contact a school. Contact like call yeah. an airline or just Google it. I would I would say Google a flight school in your area. There's going to be a bunch of them. They're gonna they advertise. Yeah. Done so. Super so, easy.
1: Yeah. All right. Good yeah. stuff.
2: All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. See you next That'd time. We need a sound. We need
1: like a. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's uh, <laughs> Just to, like take us out to break. Our, our
0: former pilot's text alert was the uh, fasten belts sound. <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> <Boo-doo>. <laughs>